El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, politics, pop culture, current events, and whatever else people are talking about these days. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host, ooh, my least favorite co-host of all, Jeff's here. <laughs> oh, man, why are you being cruel to me? Well, there's only the two co-hosts, and I like no co-host the best, and then you're second best, so that means, so, I mean, in roundabout way. This is bullying. Second best? I thought you said least favorite. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. But it all still right. has favorite in it. When you only have two. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, how's it going? I'm uh what I I feel bullied I feel attacked I feel uh rude I feel like you've been rude to me this oh, whole it's time I've been bullying and attacking you this whole time like since the podcast started kind of fair yeah that's fair yeah. no I'm good I'm good uh busy b but not so bad I'm uh just got back playing comedy softball that's both fun and sad at the same time so you know <laughs> things are great sounds fun I'm in like five of those group chats but I've never gone once. Oh, yeah. If we had a group chat, I would never go. <laughs> the fact is that we get one email a week saying, here's where, where it is. Hell yeah. It's hey, that other bad. voice you heard. Connor McSpadden's here. Ooh, ooh. Connor, hey, how's it going? Good. We better get this bullying in check before Randall Maynard shows up. We, we know how he reacts to it. <laughs> Why are you throwing gas? Why are you throwing gas on the fire? I'm oh, just good. speaking preventatively. <laughs> Poor Randall. I'm uh, good, Adam. Just refreshing the views on my comedy special live in Tucson on YouTube every 15 minutes. So go watch that. When did it go up? Just going to say, Connor's got a new special on YouTube. Uh, 11 or 12 days ago. Yeah, it's brand oh, new, folks. Thank How's you, the, Jeff. How are, the, how are the views coming? Way better than I expected, actually. I thought it was going to be sitting at like 500 and I'd be like in my room with a gun in my mouth. But it's doing pretty good. That's great. Congrats. What's your cat's name, Jeff? This is Audrey. It's not technically. Oh, that's not- right. Your house sitting. It's not your cat. Yeah, but she's a good. She likes to eat wires, so mm. I'm trying to stay as close to the wires as possible, so she doesn't. Well, Jeff, always the professional, is uh, recording on his wired. It comes with the phone, Apple headphones. I one hundred. I wanted to bring my array here, and I was like, there is a zero percent chance I will leave here with this stuff intact. So, uh-huh. yeah. Unfortunately, I had to do the low rent thing. But- Lo-fi podcasting. There it is. I'm I'm working on a new setup. Our we haven't live streamed recently because our studio situation is very much up in the air right now. So we're all struggling. Connor's at a WeWork right now. <laughs> he didn't want people to talk shit about his apartment. Adam uh, usually uh, he's got the same three sparkly backdrops: the Iron Giant cardboard cutout, and then the Mariah Carey albums. They just go from location to location. Pretty well, much. A cat is licking my shoulder during the podcast. <laughs> what a loosey-goosey affair this is turning into, and that's Aud- fine. That's the best way to do one of these episodes, if I'm being 100% honest. If yeah. it's a Q&A episode, there aren't any rules. Let's just be... No. There it is. See, she's going to try to eat the wire. Look. Yeah. Right out here. of your face. Wow. Or both. Yeah, this is yeah. great. It's like you rubbed yourself with salmon. Yeah, people who are just listening to the podcast version of this if you were a subscriber you could watch jeff 
<laughs> literally being eaten by a cat right now. Yeah, he is getting molested and inspected and everything else. <laughs> now she's leaning on me so I can't move. <laughs> Cats, man, they're fucking great. I love them so much. I, I love that they just, uh, oh, it's cool to do exactly what I want to do. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just a great energy to bring into every situation. Like, oh, hey, hey, I was going to make fondue really quick with yeah. cat. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want and you can adjust. Yeah, exactly. So we have a discord that we've been trying to use a little bit more. And that's where all these questions come from today. If you uh, want to go sign up for the discord, go to you don't show dot link slash discord sign up right damn there and then you'll be able to ask us questions also that maybe we'll answer on the show i think we have every question from the discord in the doc sometimes i skip some i think there was maybe one or two that were like duplicates kind of were there any that were like how come you don't even like sports oh so many so many but there were no questions about a tiff's condiments this time so any any haters no, we don't. We don't get a lot of haters because here's the thing: we're we're pretty great. Like all three of us. Like, yeah, we're greater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty immune. So, first question: Howard Dean screams, so you know he's been listening a long time. Either that. Yeah. Or what? what the fuck's that mean? Why do you think I've been? I started listening last week. Either way, for Adam and Jeff, your shit is good as fuck, obviously. <laughs> but podcasting and Hollywood are both full of critics. How have you managed to do your own thing so well for so long? Was there a time when you let any of the haters get to you? I should add, this question came in before I announced that Connor was going to be on the pod. So Connor can answer this question too, obviously. No. Really? You're welcome, Connor. You're yeah, welcome. You're, allow- you're allowed to participate in the podcast. You I can share out. my moments of doubt and pain. Yeah. Like, I think I think we any of us would be lying if we said that shit never gets to us. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's you just kind of got to keep your head down and move forward, man, and just do your fucking job and do it well. Yeah. Like I would I would say thing? as a rule of thumb, don't ever look into what the come Reddit, come town subreddit thinks about you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, just in life. Like one of the things that I think is like, you know, keeping your eyes on your own paper as far as like your success is important because if you look at a huge like one of these like ones where the podcasters make like, you know, $30,000 an episode or something. Like, don't do that. Just do your thing, do your research, be prepared, be a professional and move forward. Like, yeah. That's that's all you can do. Because if you get past that, and if you start looking at what what's going on in other people's wallets or their listener view, you know, whatever, it's just going to fucking, it's going to be bad with no benefit to it. Yeah. And don't be afraid to take a break from social media if you need to. Like, that's why I stopped using Twitter. Not so much that I had haters, like everyone does, but I don't give a fuck about that. But just like people tagging me with people I didn't want to be tagged with and shit like that. And it just, uh, eventually I was just like, well, I'm, there's one way to avoid this. I could just not use Twitter for a while. And I kept threatening to kill you on Twitter. Yeah, well, that was fine. Yeah. That was fine. <laughs> Because you eventually went to prison for that, like you should. Because Adam is the president of the United States, and you're not allowed to do that. Correct. Correct. 
Yeah, I would hate- say the the fans get to me as much as the haters. Like in the high, in the heyday of the Mean Boys days, when we had a subreddit, like there's a bunch of people in the subreddit speculating about me, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about. Pe-. It's like I guess I should want this as so whatever an aspiring famous person in this business, but like it was just strange to me to have people going, Yeah, I'm pretty sure Connor's trans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the parasocial relationship, especially because like. I mean, obviously, your show was all in good fun, but it was obviously mean-spirited in good fun. And sure. that's going to pull some very negative behaviors out of some people. Or you and, get the guy who thinks he can joke with you, but he has no idea how to so do it. He's like, hey, what's up, you disgusting piece of shit? And I'm like, whoa, hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, or, yeah or, or like the overshare chick who's like, I went to bed till I was 15, too. And I'm like, oh, oh cool. I forgot I had said that three years ago. Yeah, I, I really don't like the whole we're close enough that we can joke with each other. Like, Over familiarity, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, like that kind of that kind neither, of shit Neither does Randall. Like, like I do this for a living. You're just like listening to my podcast. Like Yeah, you don't, you don't have to call really want to get into yeah. that back and forth with me. I'll fucking I, I get shit talked about me professionally. <laughs> I love I love that they're like, was there a time you let any of the haters get to you? And Connor's like, I don't know, ask Randall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it certainly got to me. You know, it's funny. One of those things about letting the, any of the haters get to you, and it's like if you don't ever re- have a reaction to when people are like cruel to you or say something shitty, you're probably not a person. Yeah, like yeah, of course you probably don't care about yourself very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which good for you. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because yeah. no, here's care. here's how I know my special isn't really blowing up. I have not gotten a negative comment yet. I'm kind of perplexed. Well, you're not a woman. That's a good point. That's true. All my chick friends just get crucified, everything they post. All right, next question. Thassos says, hey, 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 what mic setup are you guys using to get those beautiful, lilting, dulcet tones in the airwaves? Mm, Nice. Adam's got the good stuff. I use a few different microphones. This is actually not that great of a mic. It's a Shure MV7X, I believe, and it's on the lower end of what sure makes it's less than two hundred dollars but it's one of the quietest mics i've ever used like it picks up almost no background noise i cannot recommend it enough if you don't have a ton of money to spend on a microphone also if you need to go even cheaper than that a samson qa2 which will run you like 65 dollars. it's a handheld mic so you want to get a stand for it but those are really good and we also use i think well, not right now because Jeff's not yeah. at home, but we use Rode Procasters also at the studio. And I know yeah, Jeff yeah. uses one of those. What about you, Connor? I have I use a Rode Procaster sometimes right now. I'm just using the uh, mic that came with my Scarlett audio interface. So oh. I don't even think it has a name. Yeah. I have, Scarlett I have ear- Studio. And I have earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> In general, if you're going to be in a room where there's going to be like background noise or it's going to be real echoey just get a make sure you get a dynamic mic and you should be fine don't get a condenser mic in that situation anthony ross there it goes i know you guys don't like sports but do you play any fantasy sports and would you be open to a community fantasy football league i personally feel like fantasy sports just adds like an element of bookkeeping to watching sports like data entry Mm. work yeah yeah I'm not that interested in turns it into homework. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I I actually have a very negative view of fantasy sports because I believe you should hate other teams. Yeah. And 
if you're like, I remember like fantasy baseball and I'd be like, man, I hope the Red Sox kill the Yankees, but I need Jeter to at least go two for five today. Like that, I don't like that. Also, uh, and this is the part that like really bums people out when they ask me about this and the kind of stuff in video games is I do not have time for this. Yeah. Like I, I, if I, if I got into this, I would fall into it and I would destroy my career. But if you guys want to do a community fantasy football league, go for it. Yeah. I mean, I you can always do it on the Discord. Just yeah, just I'm not going to participate in it just because I I really can't. Yeah, and and I agree. I at no point ever want to be like, oh man, I need Aaron Rodgers to score here. Like I perpetually need Aaron Rodgers to like, yeah, tear a calf muscle. We should do a fantasy injury league <laughs> where we should draft people that we really want to get injured and just see, and that could be multi-sport. On that yeah. note, there used to be a wonderful thing called Doug Stanhope Celebrity Death Pool, where you had to pick celebrities, and there was a point system, and like you know, with various levels of risk. And if you got like a you know a, a black person during Black History Month, you got a bonus. And uh, I played this one year, and I just looked it up, and it's been it's been canceled indefinitely. But that was the only fantasy sport I ever gotten into, and the only one I really recommend. It was kind of riveting. Sounds fun. I mean, yeah. That doesn't sound like Doug Stanhope at all, though. I, can't I bet. <laughs> yeah. I bet Andy Dick was as many points as like Betty White when you were playing. <laughs> Dude, yeah, kind of like that. It is like you do get less points the older they are. They had an excellent system in place. All right, there it is. Sorry for if we weren't excited about community fantasy football. I I just don't want to. Yeah, and as far as you knowing, we don't even like sports. I am watching tennis right now, like as we record. I scheduled this at a point where my favorite player, Jessica Pagula, would be competing in the Canadian Open Finals, and I didn't realize that. And she's up 4-0 in the second set, won the first set 6-1. So I like sports. I don't know where you got the idea that me or Jeff don't even like sports. Well, and tennis is a woman's sport that you can like without being creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, Unless you're the Spanish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Madrid Open. Look it up. Next question, Full Metal Corgi. Adam Todd Brown, which fucks harder, Dairy Queen cheese curds or Culver's cheese curds? I'm going to be very controversial right now and tell you I don't care for cheese curds that much. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not. I don't like them in the, like, gas station form you can get all over Wisconsin where you just pull in and they'll, like, chuck a bag of cheese curds at your face when you walk in, just assuming your tourist ass wants to buy some. You'll get your fucking Midwest card pulled for this. Yeah, I know. I, and I don't like the deep fried cheese curds. What I fuck with that you see in the Midwest all the time and you don't see out here is a deep fried mushroom. Now oh, that yeah. is, those are really tasty. You bite into them and it's like an emergency because they've just been like building up scalding hot liquid inside that shell. And oh, they're so good. But Sounds cheap, like money. Yeah. I don't like them. Is it, I, I feel like the, the cheese curd is the Midwest version of the mozzarella stick. A little bit, like, yeah. Mozzarella stick. They're like, well, we're not allowed. Italians aren't allowed in Wisconsin. So we have to figure <laughs> something out. Let's see what we can do. Shit. We need to compromise food. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oliver Ballin or Ballin. I hope it's Ballin. Ballin, baby. I mean, with a, question, with a question like this, it must be. What's the most expensive meal you've ever had? Mm. Oi, the dinner I, at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
I took uh, an ex-girlfriend to Nobu literally just because I knew I didn't. I was like, I was just doing what a car, my idea of a cartoon rich person would do, uh, even though I'm not really a sushi guy. So, yeah, that was probably the most expensive. Or I went to Boa on Sunset one time, and that was pretty nuts as well. That's kind of you see like a lot of middle mid-level TikTokers there. I don't know if this is the most expensive, but when I was at um, Star Trek Vegas last weekend, we ate, uh, me and, and uh, Lisa Harden, my good friend, went to the Voodoo Steakhouse in the Rio. And I think for the two of us, the check came back to like 500 and change. Jesus. But it was, you know, we each got like a petite filet, lobster tail, shrimp. Like it was like surf and turf. And I got like lobster bisque and shit like that. And it was probably the tastiest meal I've had. Like it, may, it might be like top five meals I've ever had in my life, so it was worth it. It was the best lobster bisque I've ever had. I don't. I'm not one of these people. I went to college in Maine, you know, and people get really like they're like, oh, so you you think it's better? And it's like, yeah, that was better. That was so much better. Oh, you know what? I'm actually going to change my answer to Adam's mom's pussy because she's a classy lady. Yeah, yeah, she charges a lot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a whole lot. Worth it. Also called the Voodoo Steakhouse, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been to probably a few different steakhouses. I'm a big steakhouse guy. I the past birthday or two, I've gone to a place called Pacific Standard Prime, which is in uh, Redondo Beach, I think. And it's one of those places where like the cheapest steak is like sixty five dollars. So that's that's a special occasion kind of place. But I don't think anything too much crazier than that. I'm not not rich, you know? Yeah. I know I've I, like I've eaten meals that other people paid for. That's I the other one. Yeah, like <laughs> super expensive. I went to a Korean restaurant with Portugal the man once. That's what I was gonna say about going to um, Little Dom's. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They fucking love that place, and they would go, and I'd be like, "It's like six dollars an egg," and they're like, "Just get the egg, dude." And I'm like, "It yeah. seems wrong." Yeah, but I didn't pay for that, so I don't know. All right, Jacob hates combative fandoms. For Adam, what was the most surprising thing you learned about starting your own network after leaving Cracked? For Jeff, same question, but about starting your own podcast after leaving Sideshow. I don't know. I feel like the technical side of podcasting isn't that hard. Like, I appreciated having an engineer in those early days when I had one, but also when I had to figure it out myself. It really is kind of a, you can just kind of Google it and yeah. you'll get it. It's not that complicated. If it's too loud, you move the dial down. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And there's like little tricks you can pick up along the way, but it's a it's a really easy thing to get into. Um, for me, I think it was, uh, one, how much I was undervaluing myself with what I was getting paid through Sideshow. Sideshow um, was not paying you. Enough. They were not. They were absolutely were not. And two, sort of connected to that, how supportive the fan base could be like you never really see it because it, you don't see the money coming directly from them, but going to Patreon and seeing how many people came and, and were like, we've been waiting for this and stuff. That was a both humbling and uplifting experience to see, but yeah, it was that it was understanding a little bit more of my own value. Connor, anything? Uh, how about you? I mean, this feels like a question Connor could answer. Yeah, Oh, about like leaving a podcast or starting a podcast or I, or just I'm, any any job where it was like something that was like high high visibility, but then when you do something on your own, it's you know. 
Well, I mean, I was working on Lights Out with David Spade, and then when the pandemic hit, and uh, we we sort of got told that we were like made men in show business, and this was going to go on for at least two years, and we'd all buy houses. And then it was like, whoops, nope, actually, <laughs> you're just going to sit in an apartment in Hollywood while the uh, apocalypse happens around you. Well, I don't know, got the rug pulled, I guess, but uh, I, I don't really understand what the question is. <laughs> That's, That's all good. All right, how about this one then? Logan says the worst Adams, Jeffs, and Connors. I'll take Jeffs I'll, with Jeff Bezos. Mm, yeah, that's that's an easy one. That's a, that's a pretty easy one. Oh, that's a good one. Is isn't there a Connor that's like one of those like uh, like a kid gun activist? Like probably. Uh, that's a very gun activist name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I was going to go Connors, I'd go Connor McGregor. That's what I was going to oh, say. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I don't even think of one end Connors as Connors, so they don't even register to me, but that's true. Yeah, that's Connor, actually. It really is. And Connor with an E is just, you just you're on your you're white trash and you don't know how to spell. Yeah. I wonder so what any, that... my least favorite Connor is any Connor with one N or an E. Two N's, two O's, baby. The only way. Yeah. Worst Adams? I don't know. Uh, oh, what? Maybe, maybe like Adam Levine, but. That moves like Jagger song fucking slaps. Who's know. the who's the um is the Dilbert guy is Scott Adams. Does that count? Oh yeah. Yeah, There's... John Quincy Adams. He was <laughs> he was not that great of a president. Yeah, I can't I can't really think like I can only think of cool Adams kinda. Like yeah, so I don't I don't know. I don't know, bad Adam. So how about flip side? Dungeon Master of Puppets says, Who are each of your favorite Adams, Jeffs, and Connors? <laughs> that's a, that's a good well, name. favorite Adam, that's easy. Me. I'm my favorite Adam. And, of course, the Bible, Adam. I would have to go with Connor Oberst, not because I like his music, but a lot of chicks I've dated do. Wait, he's a one-and Connor, though. Oh, eh, no. You know, I mean, <laughs> this translates to pussy. I'm willing to overlook it. I'd say Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, no, that's not bad. But no, also, like, if, you, if you've ever lived in L.A. and you know somebody that went to their his jazz show, he's, like, smelled their hair. It's a little weird. I've heard that, that he's a little, he's very horny. He's like, he's like, ah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, touch it uh, and you're going to like it. Like, it's a little bit uncomfortable. It's a lot of guys getting like physically cucked by Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> or they're like, let me uh, put my hand on your girlfriend's shoulders and uh, give it a little rub there. Well, if you could just cuck any guy at will, I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to exercise that power? Like, wouldn't it be hard to keep that one yeah, in the holster? He, he really has creep immunity for that level <laughs> of behavior where everyone's like, but we love it. And I was like, I don't know, man, if I was at his show and my girlfriend's like, I'm a big fan. He's like, well, what if I put my hand on the small of your back? I'm like, I'm going to break that wrist, bro. He molested me in the kitschiest way. It was very twee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Niccolo Blight. For Adam and Jeff, which sport do you think is best to watch on TV and which do you think is best to see in person? Big four or any sport? I mean, the world is our oyster, man. Yeah. Hockey, hockey's pretty sick live. I, hockey's my favorite sport to see live. I like hockey live a lot. Tennis, I like in person and on TV a whole lot. I'd say uh, football is the biggest disparity of best to watch on TV versus worst to see live. Yeah. Football's hard to follow live. I don't like it. Really? You need the guy drawing the little green things on the screen? It also kind of sucks live because yeah. all you're doing is seeing people crash together for a couple seconds and then it resets and like, oh, they're going to have a, there's a couple commercials coming up. So you guys just do whatever. Like it's going to live football sucks so hard. Half the time it's freezing depending on where you live. So you're just like, you have to pay $75 to park so you can freeze your ass off and be like, so you can not see something like, what if I just stay home 
spend all that money on pizza and watch it better on my movie yeah. theater size TV. Yeah, football is the most expensive and the least worth it. Yeah. Like baseball, I love live. It's- I drove past some dudes fighting with LARP swords in the park, and I was like, I would post up with a lawn chair and just watch this tournament <laughs> unfold. Yeah. No matter who was in it, just to see, like, okay, who's the strongest nerd? Nicolo Blight has a follow up question for Connor. Any plans to do shows in the Southeast, like down Florida way? Your special on YouTube was fantastic. Well, not if that person that thinks he's trans is going to have anything to say about it. <laughs> I know. I wish I was trans. God, my special would have 10,000 fucking more views. <laughs> uh, I'm saving that one. That one, it's, it's in my back pocket. Um, you know, my, my closeted transgenderism. Uh, and yeah, no plans to do any shows in the Southwest uh, right now. But, um, you know, booking, booking stuff as, as we speak. So maybe. All right. Next question. John Lewis, who, by the way, the the Cade Cunningham card I sent you got returned for not enough postage. I like put the wrong stamps on it. It's coming. Don't worry. Uh, for all three, who's the most overrated legends in nerd culture? Writers, directors, comics, etc. My answer is James Wan, the guy who made the fucking Conjuring. I I hate the Conjuring series so much. I hate the Warrens. They're probably both in hell now, where they belong. And I I think James Wan is the most overrated filmmaker probably working today probably have to go with the popular jj abrams answer mm. why do people hate jj abrams so much uh you know for popping up star wars uh, and yeah. uh, just generally i mean didn't he do all those star treks too he did he did the kelvin series yeah fucking good looking people with it was, it was those were star wars movies with star trek characters there was yeah. not any there's not once was i bored it's not real star trek unless you get bored at least once that is a, <laughs> an absolute fair thing that it, it is it's the anti-star trek star trek i wanted some techno babble i was disappointed no diplomacy very yeah. little diplomacy in there. <laughs> Fucking seriously. They're all about being, it's just about higher evolved and a better system of human government and life. Yeah. Same. Nope. Um, people with laser, bo- laser guns. I, I would say, and, and I think it's, it's very polarizing, but um, it's fucking Zack Snyder. He cannot write a good movie. He I can't, think that's a fair he one. He cannot write. He makes beautiful movies that are absolute garbage. He has a great eye, but that is where it stops. The only one that I really fuck with, I guess, is Watchmen. And that's because that fucking movie was already written as a comic book first. Yeah, he had just such good source material. He had to make it look good. Yeah. I like Sucker Punch. It's fine. I know. I know you do. Kilo asks, what do we call tweets now? X micro blog posts? Man, when someone tells me they're still using Twitter, I react like they tell me they're still smoking regular ass cigarettes. (laughs) Yeah? In 2023? Still? Yeah. Sorry. Crazy. Well, I mean, what is does that make Instagram vaping? <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's we're, like we're, we're going to find out how much more harmful it is to us in the, the twenty years. I guess my problem is Twitter's the only social media I was good at. Oh, I'm not. I'm yeah. not good at Instagram. Uh, you know, Facebook. I, I'm not like. I'm not still in my hometown, so I, I don't go on it very often. Yeah. Well, when I when I think of Twitter, I think of what do I want to say to everybody that I know, and then my answer is always nothing. <laughs> Because yeah. that's an insane thing to do. Like, hey, everybody, just took a shit, whatever it is. It's an overshare by definition. Sith says, Adam Todd Brown, could we please get some more ATB music recommendations? Uh, I mean, sure. Anytime. Uh, yeah, I got some for you, too. Yeah, Jeff probably has some. I bet Connor yeah. has some. I like uh, Angus and Julia Stone. I like them very much. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a uh, cigarettes after sex is a fantastic uh, group. I've been listening to uh, going back and listening to a bunch of Jenny Lewis stuff. She has an album called I'm having fun now that she recorded with her boyfriend at the time, Jonathan Rice. So it's not under Jenny Lewis. It's under the band name Jenny and Johnny. And I think it's Jenny Lewis's best album. It's from like 2009, I think. And it didn't get a ton of attention when it came out. It's not like all that well-known now, but go look up that album. It's so good. I got a, I got two diametrically opposed recommendations. I've been listening to a lot. Ice Cube, E-40, Snoop Dogg, and Too Short formed a rap supergroup called Mount Westmore. Mm. And if you want to hear some really good down-the-middle West Coast rap music, highly recommend their album. I think it's just called like Cube 40 Short Snoop. Uh, but Mount Westmore, and it's excellent beats, excellent production. Everyone is just, no one is deviating that far from the formula, but in a way that's very satisfying. Like, it's all the same topics. All this is, you know, the fuck you song, the I'm so great song, the let me sit you down and tell you some shit song. Uh, but they all just, they just hit every beat uh, pitch perfect, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, I've also been digging heavily on uh, the city pop, the Japanese city pop. And I have to recommend Taiko Onuki's Sun Shower album all the way through some funky fresh uh harry styles approved city pop vibes or her album 4am are both excellent i have one more i saw stone temple pilots the other night they have replaced scott wyland with what seems like just another scott wyland and i've listened to a couple of the albums they've made with that guy they're still pretty good oh yeah yeah and it like you better than sublime with rome i fucking hated sublime with the first guy (laughs) with brad yeah Ugh. Oh, I, I did not hate them. Yeah. You know, someone actually told me to play their like this half a record they made in a crack house, and it's actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess they recorded a lot of their albums in a crack house. Yeah, I think wherever Bradley was, was a crack house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. All uh, right. Next question from Tito is my name, O, if that is your name, O. It's not. It's Isaac. I just played softball with him. <laughs> cheese, it's goldfish or some other kind of cheese cracker. The debate must be settled. I feel like me and Jeff have the same answer here. Am, am I right in that it's spicy Cheez-Its? It's spicy Cheez-Its um, if combos don't count because they're a double ingredient. Oh, yeah. If combos count, then combos all day. Yeah. But if not, then it's a spicy Cheez-It. And what is the combo? What are the two ingredients of a combo? Well, I mean, they're all a variation of cheese in some way. So, you know, is it uh, cheese I'm- and wheat? Do you want, like there's the standard cheese version that's a cracker with cheese in it. You could do, I mean, pizzeria pretzel is the superior combo. It is. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of once you once you've had pizzeria, it's really the only good one. Yeah. Like I can't even go nacho cheese anymore. Yeah. There's pizzeria cracker, which is fine, but the yeah, pizzeria pretzel is pretzel. Yes. You ever fuck with the pizza Pringles? Yeah. Those pizza Pringles are not bad. You know, I, I always avoid Pringles, and then when I have them, I'm like, I need to eat this entire can. Yeah. It's yeah. not something you, you ever buy, but when they're around, it's like, oh, shit. It, that's exactly correct. Yeah. It, it's there's an They're the uncanny valley of potato chips. I like that there's a neatness to them, too. Like, you can just have your little stack, and you don't feel like such an ape yeah. with a big handful of greasy, acne-inducing yeah. chips. And you well, can flip them over to do the duck thing. The duck thing. Yeah, the duck thing is duck fun. Thing, yeah. But it's it is it is one of those things because it's it's the particle board of potato chips, which is fascinating and and also just it tastes great. 
Yeah. Yeah. They just mash it down and yeah. I don't I don't out. get mad when they're like, they're not actual potato chips. I'm like, oh, they're not the healthy potato chip. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Am I putting something bad into my body by not eating chips? Did your processed food get processed a little more? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Oh no. But also, yeah, a hot and spicy cheese it is mm. Mm. That's a special treat. It used to be they, called the Tabasco cheese. I was just going to say it was it used mm. to be the green Tabasco cheese. It, and then they lost that license, but kept that fucking, <laughs> they kept that recipe going. Cause it never tasted like Tabasco in the first no, place. No, <laughs> they were just like, what can you do? Can you do this? I'm like, fucking yeah, let's do it. Big fan of cheese. It as a way of saying, let's leave. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Let's cheese yeah, it. Cheese it. Yeah. yeah. I think Although, you know, I will add though, while, while we have ignored goldfish, I want to say that goldfish are a great thing. Yeah, goldfish are good. But goldfish are so kid-oriented, I feel like it, it prevents them from coming up with grown-up flavors. Like, has there ever been, like, a spicy goldfish or a more savory goldfish? There's an everything goldfish, dude. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. Spam, Pacific Islands. Yeah, it's like, it's like Oreos. Mm. Like, they're okay. just, like, they're pumping shit out where you're just like, excuse me? There's Japanese seaweed goldfish. Yeah, okay, Mexican hot chocolate. Okay, goldfish. that makes me happy. Good. Do we all have a favorite, like, off-flavor Oreo? Like a, a favorite side Oreo? Um, right. I mean, sometimes I, I like I like a mint Oreo and I like a peanut yeah. butter Oreo. Like they're those are the two, but those are barely like those have existed since the eighties, off and on. So yeah, yeah. peanut butter peanut butter Oreos are 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 cash. I forgot about those, but oh, I liked oh, I like the ones that were blanketed in a, a a shell of white chocolate around the holidays. Mm. I, was, I was with you until you said white in front of the chocolate. I will add though that the the candy cane, the oh, one that has candy yeah. cane bits in it with the regular Oreo cookie on it, is actually probably my favorite. I tell you what I like is a lemon Oreo. Oh shit! That's that tasty. sounds good. That's tasty stuff. Is it a, a chocolate? Is, is it the chocolate cookie or is it a golden oh, cookie? It's a golden cookie with a lemon filling. I feel um, like you can't call that an Oreo though. I feel like the Oreo should have to have the chocolate cookie on it i know that's semantic but it is what are they gonna gonna call the lemon oreos then as soon as they introduce the golden oreo i'm like just call something else i'm 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 here for a golden oreo too let them experiment what do you want to be sitting around bored with your oreo flavor this is the whole point of capitalism jeff (laughs) all right dr dev says is there one subject that frustrates you most to hear people talk about when they really don't know anything about it i.e. people talking with feigned expertise slash familiarity for something that they clearly haven't really engaged with. Dr. Dev is asking us if we're on the internet. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah, man. Every time, like, especially during the pandemic. So I I graduated with a history degree, but my minor was in biology and specifically on diseases. And I've studied those a lot. And uh, to see people having all these like theories and hypotheses and all the stuff about masks and and virulence and stuff was very frustrating because people misinterpret stuff. They jump to conclusions, they correlate stuff. They treat correlation as causation. They just are fucking morons and they're just that and, and trans identity. I don't know, man. I don't, people are too afraid to be like, I don't understand something and that's okay. I'll accept something I don't understand. If they don't understand something, they start just bristling about it and getting mad about it now. And it's insane. It's just like you can be stupid about something. Yeah. Yeah. Allow yourself your ignorance if it buys you not being a dick. Yeah. Along the same lines as Jeff's answer, one really specific example that bothered me a lot from the past few years 
was the ivermectin thing. Ooh. And the reason it bothered me so much is the way the left handled it was actually really counterproductive because there was this like rumor going around that Joe Rogan was taking horse drugs. And you just had to look into ivermectin a little bit to know that there's like a human version of it also that actually won like a Nobel Peace Prize and shit. And with the way everyone ignored that, like we were kind of doing the same thing we were accusing Joe Rogan of. It was just such a funny, sexy story that everyone was like, nope, he took the horse drugs. It happened. I remember this. And then like the, the, the unintended side effect of that is you're kind of signaling to Joe Rogan fans that, oh, well, it's okay for you to take horse drugs because he took them and he's fine. So you can probably take them too. And that was never the fucking point. Like no one could ever take horse drugs safely. And Joe Rogan certainly wasn't. And sometimes you have to know when you're like being part of the problem as opposed to just like, I get when it's funny. Like I get it's funny, but also it's funny that he got COVID. It's funny that a lot of people got COVID. Yeah. Like I could, I could make you a whole list, but also like, what the fuck was the pizza guy's name? The guy that just died, the black dude. Herman Cain. Oh, Herman Cain. Yeah. yeah, his yeah. death was hilarious. Yeah, because he, he got it at like a Trump thing, right? Oh, well, yeah. He got it like 15 yeah, yeah. minutes into COVID. He was like one of the few, he was like died while Tom Hanks was still getting better. <laughs> He's a pioneer. Yeah, that's what happens. Think, that's I how think, you make it big in the pizza business. You take risks. I think that I, any medical thing, it, because when someone starts babbling about something they heard in a podcast, I'm like, I have less information about this than you do, and I can't even articulate why I don't care or believe what you're saying. So you just kind of get caught in someone else's verbal diarrhea about them paraphrasing something they heard. And like, I don't know, I think it's great to have people on podcasts and share new and different ideas, but I wouldn't like go around assuming that you are an expert on diabetes now. <laughs> yeah. Also war. I don't. Uh, I like once this country starts getting into war shit, like people just kind of fall in line with what the media says and yeah. war sucks. Well, because war's scary oh, and it's very, very easy to make your narrative when you've got nice, scary, bad guy to, yeah. you know. Netver says, what's the best chip and dip combo? My top three combos are corn chips and salsa roja, ruffles and sour cream. Doritos and nacho cheese sauce. Oh, that last one just made me shudder. What? Yeah, that one is like that's that's like baby oh. food. You're just kind of stuck in baby town there. Oh my god, dude, you are either never going to die or you're going to die in 3 days. Oh man. And I'm just picturing you microwaving it. Ugh. And it's also I just realized ruffles and sour cream, not like a sour cream based dip. Yeah, I hope you mean like just a, sour cream. Like sour cream like and a, onion. Like a French onion dip, right? I don't, I don't think he does. That must I think be they what just he... mean. I think they just mean sour he, cream. This guy maybe doesn't like a lot of flavor. He likes just a big gloppy glop oh, really? on his. Because he put Doritos and nacho cheese sauce as his <laughs> third one. It's kind of exactly what I'm saying. Flavor is not what that combination is missing. Well, I think he was insecure, so he front loaded salsa roja to kind of try to add some yeah. exoticism to his like yeah. uh, list. He got a little. He got a little Mexican there for half a second there. I don't see how corn chips and guacamole isn't in like the lifetime top three. I'm not a guacamole guy. I like okay. it with salsa. I like them both. I like a I like a guac and then a salsa dip. Guac and salsa is is the way to go for sure. Um, yeah. As a team, I tend to avoid 
Uh, I tend to avoid chips because they're very good and I eat all of them. Um, I, I'm bad at having something in a big bag because I can't stop eating once I start. Um, yeah. So I, I try to get like those like, you know, those like um, dehydrated veggie chips and stuff. And then like with whatever, like a spicy hummus or something that I get at the farmer's market is pretty great. You oh, know what I used to do that was really white trash was just a regular Lay's potato chip dipped in barbecue sauce. Not bad. That's insane. That that sounds both tasty and also like <laughs> the saddest thing I've ever heard. It's yeah. It's it's you know the story of young autism. <laughs> I like a uh, desert gardens spicy vegetable dip, but that's that's an obscure one. That's oh, I haven't had that in a while, Adam. Do yeah. you still have some of that packets? I gotta find. I gotta buy more. We gotta then... get some more of those. Yeah, we gotta have a little. I got to make more of that, but that's, that's an obscure one. That's an album cut. Desert, uh, Desert Gardens. Yeah. I've never even heard of this. Yeah. It's, it's hard to find and you gotta, you gotta go a little rogue when you make it, you gotta throw some cheese in there, even though the recipe doesn't call for it, but okay, oof, it's tasty. I'll text you. It's, it's, okay. worth, it's worth tracking down. It, yeah. I call it super dip. Shout yeah, out to my friend great. Clint. He's the one who introduced me to it. It's really good. Yeah. And uh, I also like a, either a cheese whiz or a Velveeta with a can of Hormel chili mixed in. Oh, okay. A cauldron. You like mix a big, it up. Uh, and a double, DIY, double soil and trouble. A DIY queso. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's real tasty with some nacho, some, some nacho chips. Yeah. So you and this, uh, you and this guy are not so far apart, Adam, with your, with, yeah. your, with your dip yeah, taste. Like, you know what I used to fuck with heavily as a boy as well was bean dip, spicy mm. bean dip. That can be pretty good. Some Regular of the potato chip. There's a place in uh, Burbank called Los Amigos. Um, that's a great Mexican joint, and they bring you salsa and bean dip as like your with chips as your starter. Um, oh, that's nice. And it is um, it's unbelievable. Like it's so fucking good. Blind mailman says, "Do you ever feel like the government is spying on you or trying to censor you because you have a podcast about conspiracies?" Man, the government's spying on everybody, and we've yeah. known that for such a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's my answer. I think you'd have to you'd have to have a kind of a big head to think that. Well, I'm really taking down the Project Blue Book, you know, paradigm. That I that I disagree with. Like, if you look into the history of American intelligence agencies, like there's not really a group that's small enough that they won't go fuck around. Yeah. Like, if you're doing anything, like even sort of political or radical or anything that's just kind of pushing the status quo the, the government's paying attention to you that's for sure so you think that there's a guy who's just like put 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 a pin in connor and adam well there was a story i bring this up all the time there was a story only in newsweek nowhere else about how the department of defense over the past like 10 years has been building this unit of american spies they operate in the united states under assumed names there's more of them than there are undercover cia agents something like 30 or forty thousand. and their whole thing is to just go out into like different sectors of society and just sort of like be there and report back to the government like i guarantee you there is an la comic who's a fucking government agent do you there's think you absolutely yeah. no way there's not you're right i was about to say i was going to ask if you thought you ever met a glowy but i suppose we must have yeah, and it's funny because I'd be like, oh, yeah, but how is a government agent going to be funny? And then I remembered most L.A. comics, and I said, no, it's not a big deal. 
Yeah. And also they would just have someone write their jokes. People in the CIA think that dating's weird. (laughs) So I'm on the apps and the app is somebody else's ring light app. Yeah. (laughs) Or or, uh, ring app. All right. Next question. Tentacles says, Adam and Connor, have you really never seen an elephant before? Not even in a zoo? I've seen an elephant in a zoo. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I've seen one in a zoo. I don't know. Man, I've I've ridden ridden an elephant at like the circus or something when they had one of those things. And that probably was wrong. Oh, yeah. Whitney Cummings would have a lot to say to you about that. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of things she doesn't have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I worked for her. I never brought up riding an elephant once, but I heard about it every day. (laughs) Yeah. Did she say anything about uh, forgiving child rapists or? Oh, Crystalia. Yeah. Yeah. Her her little bud. Uh, Yeah. Let me please speak for her. That's this is a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jeff really doesn't want me to work again. I mean, if you want to work for those kind of people, that's fine, Connor. You go for it. Oh my God! <laughs> what are they? Have they show, show me what she's done since that happened? Where she was like, "I support this man." No, oh, I don't pay attention to what she does after that. Are you kidding me? All right, cut dinger yeah. says, "I feel like this has been asked before, and I probably haven't paid attention. But if you could guest on any other podcast that you haven't yet, which would it be?" I don't know. Put me on the biggest one to get attention. Yeah, yeah none. I guess I don't know. NPR. I want to yeah. be on the Indicator. Yeah, I don't care. Put put me on something that has a lot of listens and that I can show off. Put me on fucking last podcast on the left or whatever, just so I can get more people to listen to my shit. I'll do uh, I'll do the same move, but I'll do True and On, and I'll do an episode about how Konami ruined Yu-Gi-Oh, so that you'd have to keep buying the new Yu-Gi-Oh cards with the ban list. I get it. (laughs) I understand. Donna says, "Say you're the lamest shapeshifter and can only turn into one thing: animal or inanimate." What do you spend your spare time as, and why? Hmm. I can only you can only turn into one thing. Yeah. Do you guarantee that you're not going to get like thrown away or something? Can I turn into Barack Obama and then just go? Are you, call, are you calling him an animal? He's well, yeah, he is. He's a he's wow. A mammal. Okay, you heard it here, folks. He's got a mammal. It's red blood. He's got a mammal. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. He's got a mammal. But I'm saying, I, 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 you're just mad that I figured out the best answer is turn into a rich guy and then go do rich guy shit. Yeah, I think, if, if you do that, does he get to keep all the rich guy shit when you're done? Or do you take that back with you to poor town? I suppose when I turn back into Connor, I, you know, I would, it would be limited to what I could sneak out of the house. Sure, I, sure, sure. I would turn into Donald Trump and I would have a lot of press conferences. And <laughs> oh. I would say a lot of shit. That would, I'd be like, everybody's going to kill themselves. You would just skyrocket his popularity like that what happens every I time would, he does that? I would, I would turn him... <laughs> I, would, I don't know if there's anything say, you could say. What would you say? I would, would say I would say pro trans shit. I would say Black Lives Matter. I would do. Oh, all right. I would do everything to undo every ounce of work that he has done to cultivate his fan base. Headline: like, Trump now has aisle crossing yeah. appeal. <laughs> Trump versus Jason Aldean. Like <laughs> I would, I would just fucking unravel that man's fan base. I would destroy it. Well, I, I would and my I would be a little bit funnier than him. Like he's not not funny, you know. But I'd really amp it up. Mm. I'd fu- I'd fucking go after DeSantis too. I think the move is to turn into a bird, and you can just kind of fly around and chill. You can eat some free grasshoppers, you know. I mean, that's a peaceful life, I guess. Yeah, being a bird would be cool. Except you're part of the food chain again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. I don't want to get eaten by a bigger bird. Yeah, I just want to yeah. be a big ass bird though. It'd be like a like a fucking golden condor or something like that. The California condor. Oh, yeah. 
and then I'm still using it to just go like watch baseball games and shit. Yeah, be, be one of the. It's a, I think it's a golden eagle. That's the one that's fucking lifts sheep up and drops them off at the yeah well, the fucking cliffs and then goes and eats their fucking remains. Some guys like I swear to God, I just saw a hawk turn into a fat guy at the bathroom at the Dodgers game. <laughs> Why would you even go into the bathroom if you're a hawk? Just shit he needs on privacy. No, I would shit on Dodger fans. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna watch That's the game true. as a hawk. I thought you were gonna like turn back into a guy, yeah, get a hot dog, bird's eye view. I mean, come on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I hot think people, dog. They were expecting us all to say that we'd be like a vibrator. Oh, I feel like that's like, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's the thing that they thought we'd get. Wouldn't wouldn't you be watching in black and white? Don't birds see in black and white? Maybe that'd be cool. I've never, I've never talked to a bird. I don't know. Yeah. They also the voices they hear sound like 1940s announcers. So <laughs> okay, bats with a single to lap barrel. All right, Bob Granville says if you could encounter and photograph one cryptid, which one would you choose? Fucking Mothman, baby. Whoa. Hey. What about Big Daddy Bigfoot? Sure. To actually be the guy that proved Bigfoot exists, like to be the the man on the moon who fucking had the non blurry picture. Yeah, you really want to be in the woods hanging out and seeing Bigfoot? Because they didn't say what's going to happen after this encounter. <laughs> if I die, but in my fucking roll of film, there's a picture of Bigfoot and like I've, I'm covered with claw marks and shit. I mean, what a way to go. I, I died to give you people proof of Bigfoot. Like, I'd be a Bigfoot martyr. Look, man. Yeah. Have, what was have... I doing with my life anyways? Comedy? <laughs> I'm going to find, uh, I'll have some fun with mine and just say a succubus. Mm, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. You get it. So you so you don't got a picture of your ex girlfriend? Oh, hey yo, oh. hey yo! Oh. Come over, take a picture of my wife. Oh, <laughs> how about this name, Dickless Ruth Tater? <laughs> says, that's, that's, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Can we just can we just let that name sit for half a second before we just immediately steamroll past it, please? Is it like a chick named Ruth? Dickless Ruth Tater. <laughs> Great, so great. Celebrity Deathmatch Tag Team Edition. John Daly and Prince versus Steve Earle and Michael Jackson. Who wins? It's not even close. It's uh, going to be John Daly and Prince. Googling John Daly. Well, yeah, oh, that's the golf thing. guy. I don't think you're familiar enough with Steve Earle. Like, John Daly's no. not. Well, dude, I'm a, I come from a family of huge Steve Earle fans if we're talking about the musician. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Earle would just shoot everyone in question, including Michael Jackson. And write a pretty fucking bitching song about it. Real great song. Yeah, I mean, I get. I, it's hard to say. Like John Daly is so much stronger than I think people realize. He's a real wild card. Like, yeah. like people. I mean, that guy is a powerful man. And Prince, because like I guess with John Daly and Steve Rowe, they'd probably be pretty close. But I, I feel like John Daly might take it. I think Prince would wreck Michael Jackson. I, well, I also think Prince would know like pressure points and weird, you know, like. <laughs> Well, Prince is like an athlete, and I know that all of these performers are in really good shape, but Prince seems like he has had dense muscle mass. Really quick, I used to uh, live in the building with a guy that would record with Prince back in the 70s. It's like a, a session musician, and he said that there was one night he was playing the bass, he was holding court with a bunch of chicks around, you know, smoking hookah and opium and whatever, and it's all very Prince. And he's surrounded by hot women, and he's, he starts playing doom, doom, ba-doo-doom. He starts playing don't stop till I get enough, doom, doom, ba-doo-doom. And he's like... Yeah, that's a pretty hot baseline to fuck little boys to. Don't stop till you get enough. <laughs> and he was just keep. Yeah, you know that's kind of a cool song if you're into little kid pussy. Don't stop till you get enough. And he was just talking shit about Michael. I like that. Yeah. So I and uh, there's also also the story of uh, Michael Jackson just asking why is he so mean to me. 
It's I feel like Prince would fight like a luchador. I yeah. feel like he'd fight yeah. like Rey Mysterio Jr. or some shit. Like he'd be doing all sorts of flips and stuff. The theatrics and the intimidation would be a part of it. Trunks with the symbol going down his leg, you know. I mean, what did Prince resent about Michael Jackson? Was it like was it that he had producers and Prince could do everything? Was he like, oh, you're a I, pussy? Yeah, I feel like maybe thinking that Quincy Jones is responsible for a major chunk of that career. I think that's a maybe. fair point too. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also that's not fair. That's also not fair that just because you do music one way that the other. Yeah. Person, yeah. So Mike Scorpio says, what's your all favorite casserole style dish? I love a tuna casserole or a Tex-Mex lasagna. I'll even fuck with a green bean casserole. I'm I'm with Mike Scorpio on a tuna casserole. It's one of my favorites. I love it no. so much. It's so good. I'm not a fan of that, but I, I love a lasagna and I will I will say this. Chicago deep dish pizza. That's not a casserole. Ooh. Fuck face. It is made in the exact same style as making a casserole. <laughs> this is an interesting semantic argument. I have to. I have to kind of give it to Jeff. Mm, no, a little too autistic for casseroles. I would probably have to pick Chicago deep dish pizza or lasagna. I mean, lasagna, I love Chicago lasagna. deep dish pizza. Yeah, uh, and I do like a green bean casserole as long as you don't use the cream of mushroom soup with it. That's what you have to use. You can use a different cream of soup. What would you use? I don't know, cream of chicken. Gross. You're gross. A maniac. That's what I like. A tuna casserole. You put some cream of mushroom in it. Oh. Eat it up. Gross. It's all gross. Whenever you warm up tuna fish and you stick it in something else, I, I get lost on it. Like, I love a tuna fish sandwich, and I love, like, a tuna steak. But once you get, like, canned tuna and you make it warm, I'm... Oh. Yeah, I don't like... Like, I don't like a tuna melt. When I make a tuna sandwich, I toast the bread, but I leave the tuna... Yeah. Cold. A nice, a nice cool tuna salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With nothing, I don't like nothing fancy in it. Salt, pepper, mayonnaise. That's it. I, I, I could go with like maybe a little onion. Sometimes if you oh, want a, sweet, a little, a sweet relish in there, and a little oh, zest it up. Get a life. I have a life, <laughs> and it's a fucking decadent. Ugh, gross. El Seldo says, "How's Connor doing out in the non-podcast world? My wife has missed him. Brings him up a lot, and honestly." I'm a little jealous about it. Connor, way, you gonna fuck this guy's wife? Two unrelated Ooh. statements right there. <laughs> He's like, how's Connor doing? And also, my wife misses you, man. Hey guys, made I made you a casserole. Uh <laughs> dude, it's it's rough not being in the not not having a, a bunch of sycophants anymore uh that uh you know support and love everything that you do. But uh watch the uh you know uh the podcast space. I'm actually uh working on something that's gonna be coming back out uh, very soon you know and maybe in the mean boys universe oh very nice yeah so uh, i'll be hey. i'll be back shortly it's it's nice to know i'm uh, i've been missed i appreciate that mean boys to men uh <laughs> probably won't fuck your wife on just the weirdness tip but you know that's it's very flattering <laughs> you did say the tip though nerd numbers says first good god over 100 gigs of podcasts amazing work and thanks for selling the hard drive yeah I want to I want to mention that if you ordered an Unpops Forever drive, you should have it by now. I'm also going to email you. Hard drives are very finicky and sometimes they fail in a way that all the files like disappear and I'm going to send everyone like a backup in case that ever happens and you can just re-download the files again. But yeah, now that I got those first 10 sent out, I think I'm going to do more. People seem That's a really cool idea. And yeah, it's more than 100 we've done more than 100 gigabytes. That's insane. It's a, it's a lot. 
And that's MP3s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 128 kilobops. Yeah. Crazy. 1.21 gigawatts of podcasts. And uh, his question, let's go with time travel and sports. Adam, if you could grab any two tennis pros in their prime and have them play a five-set match, who you picking and what venue? I want to see Carlos Alcarez and, and in his prime, Rafa Nadal play somewhere on clay. Anywhere on clay. Aiken. <laughs> Jeff, any two boxers in their prime against each other? Okay, th- that's a hard question to answer because the public consensus would be Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali. That's the one I think that most people, because that was the one where back in the day, everyone was like, Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali. And it's the whole thing like Jordan versus LeBron, where like yeah. it's it's an unanswerable who's better scenario in there. Um, oh, I mean, Jordan versus LeBron is answerable, but go on. Fair enough. Um, but also, you know, like looking at it like, Currently, right now, I would really like to see what would have happened if prime Tyson Fury fought prime Lennox Lewis. Mm. Yeah, um, that'd be interesting. Because their fight styles are so different. And so you know what I would both... love to see? Go ahead. Is a Teledad deck versus a Plant Synchro deck. I get it. Because both of them had the explosive combos that would just come sure. out of the gate with these massive monsters, these big beat sticks on the board. But they also packed enough traps and backboard action to keep the game exciting and, uh, you know, close as the match progressed. That's yeah, good. that that would have been my answer if it wasn't Alcaraz and Nadal. Yeah. yeah. Power and finesse is a good combination in there. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, it's, it's also like, though, like you, you look at like, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard versus um, Floyd Mayweather. Like, yeah. what would that have been? Like, there's a lot of shit like that where you're just like, ah, it's unanswerable. You know what? I would just watch <laughs> Tommy Hearns versus Marvin Hagler again. <laughs> That's just, fight. just watch those three violent rounds. Duncan for SC says, which authors spawn the best and worst TV slash film adaptations? I'd say Stephen King for both. I, I would say oh. Stephen King. Stephen King's uh, batting average is not high, but he's got some good ones that are that are hits. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a Canseco. He's either striking out or hitting home runs. Yeah, I'm going to have a very weird answer. Um, it's it would be the movie Artemis Fowl, uh, which is almost a really good Artemis Fowl movie. Um, but I read that whole young adult book series, and the fact that they fucked that up and made it so I couldn't watch like five more of those kind of breaks my heart. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, it's uh, it would be unfortunate to say that um, there there's a good percentage for J.K. Rowling um, for a lot yeah. of people. Um, I would say I actually think John Steinbeck has a really high hit percentage as far as like the stuff that's been adapted, especially when you think of like The Grapes of Wrath, East of Eden and um, Of Mice and Men. Like those three have been certified bangers every time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> never heard mice and men called a certified banger before. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not familiar oh, yeah, with baby. film versions of any of those. I don't yeah, think. man, the Grapes of Wrath fucking slapped. <laughs> I mean, Grapes of Wrath is pretty great. Rich I mean, it ends with a guy sucking a tit, so you know that's pretty yeah, good. An old man mouthing up a titty. Yep. Old man, take a look at my tit. <laughs> Black Tony Starks, if that is your real name, says. Can Connor bring back Demon Alex Jones? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Demon Alex Jones was at a time and a place. Yeah. I was actually watching a lot of Alex Jones. Uh, maybe if you had a question for him. <clears throat> do we do we have a question for Demon Alex Jones? 
Yeah. Take it all questions. Um, as a matter of fact, we do. And it's uh, from Thassos. He oh, asks, yeah. Thassos asks, how dare you? How dare I what? You know that the supplements I provide are grown in the jungles of... I can't fuck. <laughs> I can't. I was, it was... Yeah, it's going to destroy your throat, too, huh? Well, I just need to, the problem with doing Alex Jones is you have to go insane. And I, and I don't have anything in my Alex Jones references right now. I, I've, for my own mental health, have not been watching the man broadcast like I used to just for fun. So you've, um, you've changed, Connor. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I can't really do Demon Alex Jones anymore. How dare you? So that's the answer. Yeah. Tentacles says, given the opportunity and zero consequences, who would you most like to punch in the face? Oh, man. Man, how much time do you have? Yeah, yeah. Just one person? Maybe Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Because I feel like I could kill him with one shot. And oh, if yeah. No, if there's no consequences, like... Yeah, all my answers are, like, personal. Like, like you're, I'm, I'm going to start naming off a bunch of people you like. <laughs> question. Oh, boy. The only... I can't think of any real answer, and the only funny answer I can think of is Randall Maynard. Randall Maynard, yeah. <laughs> But I don't really want to punch. I want to give him a hug, really, is what I want to do. I, what, about, what about like Keith Carey? That would be a fun, p- little, fun little activity with zero consequences. To punch Keith? I don't have that much pent-up resentment against him. But he wouldn't even be mad. That would be a consequence. Yeah. He would just have to be like, oh. Keith, may I have another? Okay, so then it would be just punching someone that I want to punch, but I could get Jeff May. It could be me, yeah, and I won't punch you back. This is actually perfect. Okay, yeah, yeah that's definitely my answer. Honestly, go for it. I- is why you wind me up. So many comedians. So many like podcasters, so many people. I just want to slap like politicians. You go Will Smith slap over a punch. Yeah, a slap, slap is a Will more Smith Grammys. A slap is a more humiliating thing to receive in public than a punch. Agreed. The punches yes. might have more last, lasting physical damage, but the slap has much more lasting social and emotional damage. Yeah, absolutely. All right, last question. Duncan for SC says, what is the proper ratio of food to people for groups to bring to a potluck? Do you bring a serving for every person attending or enough to feed your group if that's all they'd eat? Somewhere in the middle? I don't know that any of us are hitting a lot of potlucks. Last one I think I did was Christmas at Val's place. I'd say you should bring enough food to cover at least half the people there. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Assume if there's if there's 24 people there, assume that 12 people are going to want to eat your nasty tuna casserole. Yeah, I would say like assuming wow, that, that a, ser- a serving for every person sounds like a lot of leftovers. Yeah. Which, you know, not the worst thing in the world, but uh, you, you are assuming that everyone wants to eat your thing. Yeah, I get it. You are assuming everyone wants to eat your thing. Mm. Sex beast, you. <laughs> get it? All right. I think that's it, right? We did it. I think we got it. Closed on a banger of a question. (laughs) (laughs) Potluck ratios. It's about Uh, time we covered the big stuff. Yeah, finally. Hey, thank you both for doing it, except Jeff. Oh. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? AdamToddBrown.substack.com. I'm writing there a little more regularly again. I just put up a thing about me trying to use an AI feature on Photoshop, and boy, did it swing horribly out of control oh, i gotta so read that go read about that adam's a great writer hey thanks connor what do you got to plug oh the one hour comedy special live in tucson is out now on youtube for freezies so you can uh, go watch that enjoy it tell your friends jeff 
Jeff has cool friends is a podcast mm. I do. You should listen to it at patreon.com slash Jeff may for early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content, as well as access to shows like the Patreon exclusive UG fine with Kim crawl, as well as earlier access to nerd with Dre Alvarez, where uh, we, me and Dre cover nerdy shit. This, uh, this month we're doing Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, a movie that is so much worse than you think it is. Um, you can also check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed and, of course, all the stuff I do with Adam here on You Don't Even Like Podcasts. Uh, it also, uh, I do. I must break you on my YouTube and my Instagram. Both are at Hey There Jeffro, and that's uh, opening packs. And I do the sports stuff with Adam on You Don't Even Like Sports Cards. No, you don't. We gotta do. We gotta do one of those soon. Like another one, real soon. We've been. Yeah, we just we have to have a place yeah. to do it. Yeah. Right. Uh. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here, Connor. Say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Jeff, say goodbye. Uh, you get the Connor McSpadden rookie card, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Wow.